what is fishing? All right. Not like not fly fishing, not not the kind of fishing you might like to do on the weekend. What is the fishing you want to avoid becoming a, a victim of? Well, have you received an urgent, usually it's an urgent email from someone lately, asking if you're free, asking if you're available. This is often how it begins. And whenever an email hits your inbox, asking you to do something even slightly out of the norm, always remember to look at the actual email address. If it doesn't sound quite like the person and the email signature looks like it might've changed or maybe it doesn't exist anymore, um, you should maybe double check the email address that it's actually being sent from, odds are it's a random Gmail address, not the actual person's address. That's what phishing is. And the bottom line is, is there's no real way to prevent phishing. I can't stop people from setting up Gmail accounts and putting my name over the top of the Gmail account and sending you an email saying, hey, it's urgent. Have you got a sec? Please call me at. And again, a totally bizarre phone number, like an international phone number. Really? No. Cell phones work probably on Mars. Cell phones work everywhere at this point. It's the same number no matter where I am in the world. And it starts with a 604 because I'm BC based. And most of us know, you know, all the different area codes. So does does the email address look right? The phone number look right? It's probably, probably not. So that's the phishing piece. Now what's hacking? Hacking is when they actually get into your inbox. They sit and they watch and they wait. So they get in there. They don't wreak havoc right away. Like you're not even going to know. I guarantee one of you listening to this right now has been hacked and you don't even know it. You were hacked weeks ago. We pull credit bureaus on a regular basis. And what do we see? Every now and then we see a credit card that the client says, that's not my credit card. And you say, well, you've had it for nine months. You've never missed a payment on it. That's the new way that these people are approaching things. The longer play, the longer con. So they will hack into your inbox. They will look at who you're interacting with. And it may be you they go after. It may be somebody else they go after inside your orbit. Let me try and hack into theirs as well. But if you're in the midst of a major transaction, let's say a real estate purchase, well, then what may wind up happening is see above, right? See number one, see the example on phishing. You may get fished by people who are actually inside your inbox. So they see that you have an exchange going back and forth with a mortgage broker, a realtor, a lawyer, and you're going to be closing this transaction and you're going to be making a down payment of say $240,000 or thereabouts. I'm just picking a number out of the air. They then bide their time. They've got access to all the documents. They're looking at every single thing in your inbox and then they fish you. They send an email, not from your lawyer's account. No, they send an email with your lawyer's name and maybe even your lawyer's proper email signature embedded in it from a Gmail address. And they pretend to be a lawyer and they start with a simple welcome email, you know, perhaps to set up a signing time, welcome you to their, their firm, uh, congratulate you on your, your new purchase closing on February 14th, the purchase of 123 Smith Street. Like they will share details that, how would they have those details unless they were your lawyer? So specific, so many accurate details because they've hacked in and they've been watching and waiting and biding their time. And understanding, again, the difference between phishing and hacking is important. Hacking, they're inside the house. They're seeing and hearing everything that's happening. And the phishing piece is them then saying, can you please transfer 
said $240,000, here's the wire instructions. Please transfer the money as per these wire instructions. If you're a first-time home buyer, heck, even if you're a second or third or fourth home-time buyer, you may even be a, a professional in finance yourself as the client in question that this story is based on loosely uh, is themselves. They're, they're, they're in finance. Um, but they got played, right? They got hacked. The hacker took all the info and then fished from a different address and sent wire instructions. And then that individual sent a vast sum of money off into the ether. That money is gone. It did not go to the law firm closing their transaction. And then there was a little bit more of an exchange. They verified their signing time because the hacker had suggested one date, but they thought they had an appointment confirmed for another date. And they emailed the other person at the law firm back and said, hey, you know, so-and-so actually the lawyer said we were going to sign on this date, but you're saying we're supposed to sign on this date. And the, they were like, uh, sorry, there's no circumstance in which the lawyer would be communicating with you about the signing time. That's my domain. Um what are you talking about? And they grabbed it. The, then the law clerk got a hold of the email, the email air quotes from the from the lawyer, more air quotes, um, and you know immediately realized it was a phishing attack. Oh my gosh, you didn't send any money anywhere, did you? Of course, they already had. So a little bit of stress going on out there right now, uh, certainly for that family. And so understanding the difference between phishing and hacking important. Understanding that at no time should you transfer money based on an email exchange ever is vital. Pick up the telephone. You, you knew that was coming. You hear me say it all the time. Pick up the phone and connect. There's not much that can be done to prevent phishing, right? I mean, phishing, this just relies on you being 100% vigilant and diligent. In other words, well, it's only a matter of time before you and I get burned. We're going to get caught. Time being the key word, mind you, because, yeah, who are the most likely victims of this? The people who've been around for the most time. They're supposed to be the smartest. But it's parents and the grandparents, the over 70 crowd. They're being conned with these phishing attacks the most often. And so, as I say, there's not a lot you can do. I mean, the email comes in. The person's name is there. The email signature. The only way you're catching it is if you click on that name and highlight the email address and see that it's not their actual email address. Or as I say, in the case of moving money around, pick up the phone every single time. And for those of us with parents that are aging out, so to speak, probably worth making a rule, like big block letters. I'm actually picturing a sign that I should print up and it should go on the fridge. Do not send anybody money without calling me first. Like, call me before you send anybody any money. And let's just talk about this. And if they're saying, don't tell anybody, well, you know, what does that tell you, right? So preventing the hacking side of it, there's a couple key steps. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not the IT pro, obviously, but I mean, just the most simple and obvious things being, number one, use a complex password, a sentence, for instance, as many characters as you're allowed to use. And people always want to get creative and, you know, make it something that, you know, looks like, like it rhymes with, uh, you know, Elon Musk's one of, one, it's like you're naming one of Elon Musk's kids or something, but no, it doesn't need to be that. Actually, a complex password to a hacking software apparently is is a sentence, a common sentence. You know, now maybe not roses are red, violets are blue, but maybe it's something like you know, smile at the camera, Dustin. That's a that's a good password. Smile at the camera, Dustin, with an exclamation point. You know, smile at the Dustin camera, twenty twenty two exclamation point or twenty twenty three now, I guess. Longer is better. 
right? So sentences, they make great passwords. And the last thing, I mean, I want to stress this. I can't stress it enough. Two-factor authentication. Wherever you can set it up, set it up. How people don't have two-factor authentication set up on their email, of all things, I simply do not understand. I mean, nearly every site gives you the option for two-factor authentication. Many sites make it mandatory, like your banking, for instance. And that's just what it should be. And, you know, another thing I do is I actually, when you when it gives you the option to remember the password on this device, I never choose that. I never choose that because I don't want someone to be able to grab that device and access something, whatever that might be. So complex password, two-factor authentication. There's a little bit of the nuances between phishing and hacking. You're going to get phished over and over and over. There's nothing you can do about it. But hey, if you get an email from me, saying it's urgent and asking you to go buy gift cards or to e-transfer some money to me, it's bullshit, okay? I'm good, I'm good. I don't need you to get me gift cards. I'm never gonna ask you for money. If I ever really do get stuck in some third world country in need of an e-transfer, I'm really gonna be in trouble here, aren't I? 